You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode 124. Want more from Eric Sue? Watch him on Facebook Live every Friday at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. Interact and ask some questions. Visit Facebook.com slash Eric W. Sue Trainer to be live with Eric. See you there. Hey, it's Eric Sue. I quickly wanted to thank all my longtime listeners for your continued support. I also wanted to say hi to any first-time listeners. No matter who you are, I am committed to providing you the best health and wellness information possible. If you like what you hear, share it with a friend. Also, rate and review this show on iTunes or Stitcher so more people can find us. Let's keep this movement growing. Thanks again, and now on to the show. Health tips, wellness advice. No hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue, the show that inspires, motivates, and educates you towards your healthiest life. And now your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have a super knowledgeable personal trainer with us today. Her name is Missy Bunch. We'll be talking about special ways to reduce pain. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Missy. Missy, are you ready to make it happen? Of course. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Dancing since the age of three, Missy developed her deep fascination with the human body and its complexity at a very young age. Everything about movement intrigued her and does to this day. She is a certified personal trainer and movement coach who has instructed countless boot camp classes, semi-private group classes, and private personal training clients. In the last three years, Missy's passion for movement shifted to a focus on educating her clients on the human body as a whole integrated system. Today, her specialties include injury prevention, injury rehabilitation, joint mobility and decreasing pain, all of which lead to increasing performance, natural and holistically. Missy, that was just a little bit about who you are. Can you share with us a little bit more on how you got started? Yeah, absolutely. So coming from that dance background, um, I had high demands on my body. And because I was being paid to professionally dance, it didn't matter how much pain or any injuries you had. You basically just had to keep going. So one year, this was about 2009, I actually had like a real injury where I could not perform and I couldn't do things to even mask it. And I started going the science and the neurology by, by, um, of how pain governs the body and what causes it. And that kind of led me down a rabbit hole of a world I didn't know existed. And we've all kind of heard the brain governs the body, but we don't realize to what extent, especially as an athlete. And so I just started going really, really deep into that side, and I have a real, like, freakish obsession about getting people out of pain. And that's kind of what I'm into these days. I take all the clients that most trainers, I would say, don't care for because they're really confusing and challenging, like vertigo, scoliosis, you know, I have whatever, fractured um, ankle or something like that. So that's kind of what I've been dealing with in the last, I don't know, five, six years of my career is just taking on some pretty complicated cases, MS, you know, fibromyalgia, things like that. So it's 
keeps my life very interesting. <laughs> very good. Excellent. So uh, my audience really likes to hear uh, the answer to this question, and that is, what's one cool or unique fact about yourself? So I would say one cool and unique fact about myself is that I used to dance Golden State Warriors. People seem to get really excited when they learn that about me. <laughs> awesome. And that must have been a fun period of time. And uh, any interesting stories about dancing for the Golden State Warriors? Oh, I've got tons of those. Um, that's a whole other podcast. But um, I would say one of the most memorable moments for me dancing for them was when I met Yao Ming. <laughs> I'm 4'11", and I think he's like 7-something, yep. like 7'8". Yep. Something ridiculous. And so I actually had the experience of like meeting a dinosaur. <laughs> like I think my head was like at his knee level. <laughs> it was very bizarre and an awkward feeling actually to be that, you know, different from someone height wise. So wow. that's something that always sticks out to me. He wow. walked by and I felt like I was watching a dinosaur like walk by me. <laughs> wow. Wow. It must have been an yeah, interesting really cool. experience. Well, um, yeah. thank you for sharing. And, um, let, let's dive into this topic that we uh, figured out the other day, and it was called Special Ways to Reduce Pain. And when we talked, I was really impressed with uh, what you do, and you described a little bit about uh, your focus in, in your description. How can you help our audience understand exactly what you do, and can you describe it a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. Um so basically, one thing I've realized since my studies of neurology is that the eyes and the inner ear and even breathing tend to be some of the most overlooked systems in our body that actually might have the most impact on decreasing someone's pain experience. So if you think about the brain, number one reason it is there is to predict. It's to keep us safe and protect and your eyes are the number one way your brain receives information about your environment. Eyes don't move well. Your brain considers that very threatening. So if you're walking down the street and you hear a noise on your right, the first thing you do is look to the right or jump to the left or something like that, right? So if your ears or your eyes so pick up information quickly, you decide during your walk, which in our world we call it, you know, if you're walking gait, it will have you maybe have more pain so that you don't move as much so that you keep your body quote-unquote safe. So a couple things um, that I educate my clients on initially is how your brain works. Pain is a signal to please do something different. And as soon as we start clearing up the systems that aren't as smart as the others, the whole body globally increases performance and de decreases pain. And it's a very bizarre, beautiful, weird experience um, to have an athlete come to me and say, hey, my left knee hurts during a squat, and I have them look up and do you know, some eye movements in more of a vertical peripheral field they retest their squat and their pain goes away. 
I always hmm. get a really weird look and kind of have to explain that whole thing to them, and then we get on the same page. And it, it actually does make a lot of sense. It's just new for people to kind of grasp and understand that it's real, and that is how your brain governs your movement. Wow. So have we have all these therapists, do they have it wrong? Do they just not know? Is it just what you know more uh, secretive in the world of pain reduction? Well, I, I try, I don't, I don't necessarily like that viewpoint of they're wrong and I have a secret, but what it is, is every, how I see the world is everyone has their place. I think that physical therapists and, you know, acupuncture and all those things are beautiful systems to learn from and we can together make a bigger difference with our clients. So um, it's not like wrong, but it's more like the information wasn't actually available during their studies. Mm. So it's not their fault that they didn't get exposed to it. Just like me, I was already in the training fitness industry for a long time before I learned about this stuff. And it was actually really upsetting to me. And I was very annoyed and really like just blown away. Like, why don't I know this? And I'm training people mm. that are trusting me with their bodies. And I didn't know inner eyes and er, yeah, inner ears, sorry, inner ears and eyes made such a big difference until I experienced it myself. I had a knee injury and for almost four years, I saw every kind of professional you could think of, chiropractors, hot, cold therapists, ART, physical therapists, surgeons, all that stuff, and no one could get rid of my knee pain. And I had one session with somebody who studies neurology, and my knee pain was gone and never came back yeah. in one session. And that's when I realized there's a gap here. So I kind of think of it like, we make these, you know, beautiful strides with the other professions and the people who study neurology the way I do in a practical movement setting with exercise, we kind of pick up who falls through the cracks, right? Like right. PT works for however many percentage of people and then I'll take the people it didn't work for. Mm -hmm. Um Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent now. I'm getting all excited. But, for example, my sister needed brain surgery, right? So mm -hmm. I don't do brain surgery. I'm not licensed to. I don't want to. I'm not willing to put in the work to right. be, have a doctorate. So they take her brain tumor out, and they're like, okay, bye. Have a good life. So then it's kind of up to someone like me to actually rehab what is happening now after brain surgery has saved her life. Got it. To right? Totally so makes like, sense. I'm not a brain surgeon and we, we need brain surgeons. So it's like I'm just kind of taking neurology and applying it to the healing process. Very good. And so, Missy, what is it that, that I think people need to understand uh, more clearly as to would this be something for them? In other words, is it any discomfort, pain, or um, who who's would be a good person for what you do? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question, actually. I don't get that one often. Um, 
I think neuro is for everyone, obviously. So I personally do not experience any pain or discomfort. And I do what I call brain candy. I do brain exercises and things that I know are good for me. Um, I do them every day, all day. So um, it kind of ranges, to be honest. It's anyone who wants to improve anything and kind of expand that thriving and learning stage of our lives while we're on this earth, right? So eventually your, um, your walking, your walk, try not to use the word gate here um, forever who's, who's listening, you know, we start to hunch over, our stride becomes shorter so that when we fall, we're safer, and then eventually we become bedridden and die, right? So what I'm trying to do is increase the length of time before we have to do that because it is inevitable that we will, you know, not move as well. So, you know, doing little brain exercises can range from someone in acute pain, chronic pain, all the way to a professional athlete that doesn't experience any discomfort because we can all get better no matter what. And it could be very small or it could be a huge margin of improvement as well. So it kind of just depends what the goal is. I have a girl seeing me right now who all she wants to do is increase her vertical jump. That's it. So that's all we work on. She's 14 years old, right? I have another woman who's 57 and she just wants to feel okay to go on a walk because her whole body hurts. Mm. So we just work on that, right? So the big, huge range of goals, and it always depends on the client's goals. It has nothing to do with what I want for them. It has to match. Excellent. And when, when you uh, talk to people and they have these um, issues, what is it that they have to take responsibility for? In other words, what is it that is required of them? Wow, another great question. Okay, I love that. So what do they need to be responsible for? I think they need to be responsible for the reality of rehab. Um, our 2016 world is very quick, 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 quick. And, um, you know, if you have had six years of wrist pain and expect it to be gone in one session, that is not entirely realistic, although it's possible. How I explain this to people is that person has six years of debt mm. on their body. And every time we do one little rehab drill, one session, that is the minimum payment on the loan you've put out. Mm. So it's up to them. If you want to do your drills that I assign you once a month, that's like paying your minimum payment. That's going to take you maybe six years to get down, right? Mm. If you do it three to five times a day, you might be debt-free in two months. Got it. And, you know, that's, that's the thing I think I would request of a client coming to me and that needs to be, they need to be responsible for is the actual work that is, that is required to be done to pay off that debt we put on our body. Very good. And, you know, you had mentioned in our pre-show conversation about, uh, I don't know if this is the actual name, but Z Health, and you may have mentioned it earlier. Mm -hmm. um, if somebody looked that up or tried to understand what it's all about, um, is there a f uh, some resources or 
Can you just explain it to people? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So basically, Z-Hope is it's an education system. So they're just a brain-based education system, mostly for health professionals, um, ranging from personal trainers all the way to, you know, people with PhDs in MDs, chiropractors, physical therapists, things like that. Um, and basically, there's, there's a headquarters located in Arizona, and you just fly there and take four-day courses and learn how to take neurology and apply it to a setting that matters to a health professional. Um, they, they actually obviously fly all over the, wor- um, the world also, but that's kind of where their headquarters are, and it's just an education system. I got it. Excellent. And so you went through this, and, and um, now you have several years of experience with it. Uh, maybe share with our, our audience some testimonies or some before and afters, maybe, if you could um, describe a few of your clients without naming them. What has happened? Oh, wow. Okay, I have such awesome stuff. Um let me see what I can, okay, I'll just, I'll kind of go through my most recent ones. Um, I had a guy come to me, and he could not move his neck. He said he woke up one day and just said, you know, my neck won't move, it really hurts, and actually, I think we've all been there, and you don't really know what to do. Um, So, cervical extension is when you try to lift your chin up to the sky, and that was his most painful move, and I said, okay, client athlete on a one to 10, 10 is the worst. What number would you give that? And he lifted his chin maybe half an inch and then said it was an eight. Mm. So with very little movement, he was close to the worst pain he could experience. Now what's interesting is your neck actually um, links signals to your low back and a little bit of pelvis. Um, Think about that. Is that right? Yes. Your neck is more, yeah, like pelvis sacrum area. And mm-hmm. so I had him move his pelvis several times. We call it a pelvic tilt, a pelvic tuck, some circles. And I got his pain down to a four hmm. with probably a 75% increase in range of motion. So his chin lifted way, way higher and pain went down to a four. And he kind of looked at me like, how does that work? That's really weird. <laughs> so we were at a four, and I said, okay, that's great, when he's been having pain for about two weeks. And then I muscle tested a leg that he told. This, I always also, the mysteries in the history. So I take a really, really thorough history, and everyone thinks that's also very weird. But in the history taking, I found out that his left leg has caused him issues his entire athletic life. He's a sprinter, he does football, he does all this crazy stuff. He's this huge dude. And he said, my left leg just feels like it's not attached to me, like it's someone else's leg. I can't (laughs) activate it the same, blah, blah, blah. So I muscle tested his quad, his glute, his hammies, his calves, and things like that. I found three muscles that didn't seem to be contracting the way the right leg did. So what I did was teach him himself how to mobilize joints in his foot that are correlated to specific muscles in his hips and had him walk to integrate it into his body and then I muscle tested the leg again and 
in turn, the muscles showed me a better contraction, just like the right leg. And then I had him retest his chin lift, and we got it down to a two. Wow. So in two, two things I gave him, we're about 20 minutes into the session. His pain went from an eight to a two. Mm. And that's where you can't really deny results. Right. Like, wow, this stuff really works. I moved his foot around, helped his leg muscles contract better, in turn globally made his body perform better, which, which in this case, my goal was cervical extension. Right. So his homework is that. That's the how, much, how many reps are you going to put in to pay off your loan? Right. right? You've got to do the foot mobility I taught you, and then you have to do the pelvis work we went over. And it has to be deliberate and intentional in order to heal. Wow. So that's, you know, that's one recent example of kind of a bizarre thing that I experienced myself that this person experienced with me. Excellent. Um, we have yeah. t- we have time for one more if you could just real, real, one real quick quick short one. The only reason I want you to share these is because some people may not really really understand what you do and what it can do and how it helps people. And th- these mm-hmm. I think can really help people understand it because saying it one is, is or seeing it is one thing, but experiencing it is is another. And and um, that's why I want uh, if you could share one one more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just trying to think of any recent real life. Um, uh, um, yeah, so I've had a couple people with severe um, scoliosis, um, knee pain. Recently, I had two people that had no sense of smell. Hmm. And that's called your cranial nerve one, which is called your olfactory nerve. And I'm analyzing this from a movement and neuro perspective. And your sense of smell, cranial nerve one, is very close to cranial nerve two, which is your optic nerve. So I'm thinking during history taking, this is two different people, but one person in particular, I said, you know, so how is your vision going? If one is next to two and two is optic, I said, how is it going? She said, you know, it's funny you ask that. I've noticed a really big decline in my vision. And I said, yeah, well, I'm actually not surprised to hear that based off cranial nerve one not working. She had a crazy sinus infection and it just killed her nerve. So she hasn't had smell in nine years. Hmm. This is very, this is a very big deal. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you can't smell, you can't activate cranial nerve one, cranial nerve two actually starts to, I don't want to say die, but that's the word I'm going to use right now Mm. because I don't want to scare people with big, crazy words. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's called transneural degeneration. But cranial nerve 2 basically starts to get sick and die Mm. because cranial nerve 1 is not exciting it anymore. So Mm. I have her try to smell. I move her eyes around a lot, have her walk a couple times, and her overall experience of walking improved. She was like, wow, I feel looser. I feel less stiff. I feel stronger and more flexible. And all I had her do is follow my finger, move her eyes around without moving her head. And then I had her basically like just try to smell this. 
Mm. And just the effort alone out of her athletic performance change. Hmm. So that's kind of a, a hopefully a real life example. Like, hey, I don't feel good when I walk. Cool, move your eyes around, walk again. Wow, I feel better. Pretty drastic change with someone who's had nine years of no smell. Wow. Uh, we're not going to call you a miracle worker yet, but that's close <laughs> enough, right? Yeah, that's close I get, enough. I've got called some really weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and that's really what I, I think when, when we first talked, um, that's what impressed me. And that that's really um, powerful information. I think people need to know uh, that you exist and what you do exists. Um, and so thank you for that. Um, Absolutely. What what's um, maybe a few tips you can share with our audience? What they can work on right away. Uh, we're getting to the end of the show. What are maybe a few tips you can um, share with our audience to take home? Absolutely. I I mean I would love this. Um, my tips are usually pretty similar. It's move often. Um, you know I have a company called Death of the Deaf, where I actually provide free two-minute drills for people that sit at their desk all day or any athlete, actually. It's just move often. It doesn't have to be crazy, one-hour workout. I mean, just push away from your desk for two minutes, rotate your spine a couple times, do some breathing, and then get back to your life. The more frequent, the better you'll feel. It's just the best position to be in is the one that's always changing. So move often. And if I had to pick, um, it would be breathing and eyes. So I typically teach two ways of eye circles for people who are only hearing this verbally. If, if you just close your eyes and draw a big circle with your eyes without moving your head, like a clock, do one of those in each direction. You can kind of do it with me. That would be great. And also an in for two, out for four breathing or in for two, out for six. So it's just in through the nose for two, out through the mouth with pursed lips for six. I would love three to five repetitions of that. And if, if people did that a couple times a day, like five to ten times a day, I believe they could change how they feel and be more productive in their day and actually be nicer to the people around them and mm. give their brain that candy, I call it, mm. um, especially with the eyes and breathing and movement. So mm. move those eyes around, especially up without moving your head. And you, if you just shoot your eyes up right this second, you can feel that your brain is not familiar with that position, <laughs> right? Like yeah, you're, I just your did that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. You like just feel so good. So just look up every now and then. You know, that would be my tip for the day. Mm, very good. Um, did you say what people could expect if they did the eye circle and the uh, deep breathing exercise? What I think you said just feel better. But is there anything performance-wise that they would feel? Yeah, they just, they might just, it, it's hard to measure this, you know, over um, a podcast like that, but I would say they, yeah, you would just feel more connected, grounded, more calm. Okay. Um, 
in if we got to get a little more in depth, I would teach, you know, range of motion or assessments or how to see. But if if you want to test it on yourself, you can just go, okay, let me do a check-in. Do like an analysis of your body right this second. And as I said that, I can feel kind of my right low back be like not at ease. Like, okay, it's kind of talking to me. And if you did the breathing, the eye circles, and a little movement, reassess how your body felt, like a self-scan. Oh, I like that word. Scan your body. There you go. And you would probably experience a decrease in discomfort somewhere. Excellent. If you did all three of those, especially the eyes and breathing should should do something. Very good. Um, definitely mm-hmm. uh, someone to to get to know. So how do people get in touch with you, Missy? Yeah, it's, it's super simple. Um, I have my Missy Bunch Fitness Facebook page, and I also have my deathofthedesk.com. Those are the free videos that I just give to anyone who wants them because I want the whole world to move. And um, also a Death at the Desk Facebook page as well. And you can contact me through that. Um, if they wanted an email, yeah, they could just send me a message on one of those social platforms, and then I would get a personal email back to them. Excellent. Well, make sure we have all the contact links in our show notes. Is there any last piece of advice, or have you pretty much said what you wanted to say? Missy? Um, my last piece of advice, I would say um, to just, you know, stay lighthearted, stay, you know, inquisitive about what you're going through in your body, and really research what works for you, because there are a lot of options in this world that you can go do and just follow your goosebumps. Follow what excites you and follow what you feel in your heart is right for you because there is a way to decrease your experience of pain and discomfort if you have the inquiry of doing so. And if someone says to you there's no way that this is going to change, they haven't studied neuroplasticity enough to realize that everything on this planet that has been deemed incurable has in fact been cured. Everything. Now, is it easy? Definitely not for some people, right? Like my sister who's had brain surgery. Me walking around the block is not hard. But for my sister, that is like training for the Olympics. Mm. Right, it's one hundred percent exertion level. Yeah. For me, it's about zero. Right. So it doesn't matter where you are at. Just start where you are, and follow your heart, and know that there is hope. And I believe that neurology applied with movement is the science of hope. I really believe that. Absolutely, excellent information. Uh, we appreciate your Yay. knowledge and wisdom. Uh, definitely is some value here. Uh, I recommend my client or my audience to go back and listen to this several times to hear what, what Missy's all about and uh, connect with her if uh, you're in the Chicagoland area. That's where you are, right, Missy? I am. I'm actually, and then I'm also I'm moving to Austin, Texas early next year. So I'll be in Austin then. Okay, so for now in Chicago, but online as well. Yeah. Connect with her. Thank Definitely you so much, online. Missy. Yeah. yeah. 
Awesome. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure talking to you and I'm glad we've connected and hope we can, you know, make a difference for people together. Sure. Absolutely. Agreed. Talk to you soon, Missy. All right. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show in Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you. So stay active and be safe.